Ampara, the recap podcast of BBC's period drama television series, Dark. I'm Christina, and with me as always, Jonna, and today we're going to discuss season two, episode five. Yes. So the, se- the episode where a few things happen, looks like Ross and Francis are getting along, and they're in their mining venture together, and... Um, Things also seem a little rocky in the area because the soldiers are about with uh, illegal trading. Mm-hmm. So we start the scene with soldiers taking somebody into town, which is the... Ted. Yes, Carnegie. Or Carnegie. Ted Carnegie, which Carnegie. I was like, who is this Ted guy? He just kind of appeared all of a sudden. Yep. Like I didn't know who he was, but I guess he was one of Ross's tenants and workers. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Ross is going to... Make sure you can be there for him at the trial as he's gotten arrested. And it's nice because Francis goes too, because now they're in the mine together. So, Well, and Francis is a magistrate, so that's yes. that's a neat thing. because right. you don't. This is kind of when you see a different side of Francis, because we've seen the side where he's spoiled brat, mm-hmm. selfish, and like doesn't really care about anybody. But there's a turn here where he's a little bit more empathetic. So his being a magistrate, we see him kind of... Like how he sways the judge yes. a little bit, makes it think like it's his idea. With his cool wig. Yes. Francis got to wear a cool wig this time. He got to wear that cool wig like the yeah. old dude did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it ended up being that the tenant didn't get such a severe sentence, which right. was nice. It was like three months hard labor. Yeah. Which there is nothing compared to probably imprisonment yeah imprisonment and probably dying in that mm-hmm. or being hung or something so just like the other um ted's other tenant jen that died from yeah. imprisonment. so i mean that, that was pretty pretty bad scene there too so that was a happy ending for that guy yeah yay ted yay ted <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to caroline and her uncle and unwin <laughs> do you remember that that's pretty fun unwin's hilarious what is his name? Unwin. Unwin. I Unwin. could not get his name for some reason. I was like, I don't, I don't know what he's saying. He is an interesting fella. He is an interesting fella. He's like a puppy dog that just kind of walks around and <laughs> follows her. And then the uncle is basically like, oh, so when are you getting engaged? Oh, well, you're going to make an announcement. Basically, like whether you like it or not. Oh, and what he's did like, she huh? say? Horace probably wants marzipan. <laughs> the dog wants marzipan. Yep. And he barks and runs off and she follows. Ruff. That's so funny. And Unwin's kind of left like, uh. I really like how yeah. um, Horace is a, such a diffuser of situations in her life. That's what dogs are good for. They're <laughs> always good to change a subject or be a distraction when you need them. Oh my goodness. They're awesome. So, yeah. So he's got an announcement to make. So they're going to be having a dinner. Eventually, where yeah. his uncle is like, 
You're going to tell people this is going to be official. Mm-hmm. So that will be coming up soon. Right. And then we get into a scene where um, it walks through the next scene where George and Dr. Ennis are at the market. And it seems like George came back from London mm-hmm. and all its, um, I don't know, exciting splendid things. That it, yeah, splendid glory of the big city. Yeah. Just talking about how he's bored. Can you prescribe a pick-me-up or something like that? Which, you know, Dr. Ennis is just going, I could care less. That's not my thing. Right. He's his horn to the wrong person. Exactly. And then he proceeds to, you know, I think Dr. Ennis out of kind, like out of just genuine is like, well, how is your interest in in wheel leisure? (laughs) So George kind of finds that as a a way for him to zing back with like, oh, I saw a lot of Caroline Mm -hmm. in London. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like a... Trying to get him a little mm-hmm. razzed up. Probably. Dr. Ennis keeps his composure. He does. He's just like, oh, good for her. She's getting married. That's nice. Like, right. doesn't... He acts unfazed. Yeah. Which George doesn't like, because you could tell he wanted a reaction out of him somehow. Which is like, who cares? Why did... What does he have at Dr. Ennis? Like, what... He's always been nice to him. I know, but he's Ross's friend, so... Yeah, that's true. As an extension, he... George is Mr. Poo-Poo Head, so... He is. Yeah. He's quite quite the uh, problem causer, problem starter, you name it. Mm-hmm. So... So, the, yeah. So, Caroline and, Caroline and Dr. Ennis do meet up later. Eventually, they do. A year later. A year. How did a year go by? I don't know, I did. (laughs) Time was, yeah, our concept and perception of time is different compared to this this show. That's why, like, Demelza's and Ross's kid was suddenly bigger. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I should have put that together. Didn't even occur to me that you're right. That's so true. And then they cut to that, George's uncle talking about this promissory note that's out there. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's something for George, obviously, to strive for because he's always looking for an angle. Don't you think? I think he's finding an angle. Like, oh, whatever I can do to destroy Ross. Because mm-hmm. he already got beat up by Ross. No Don't one you... really cares about his little snide remarks. So he's got to find something else he can use yeah. to get to people. He he really, and and the thing about it, you'd think, but I mean, that keeps the show going too because it's like, how can you be so envious of someone when you have so much? Right. It's like, okay, George, you have the big house. You have the 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 business success what more do you want well he wants elizabeth obviously yeah but at some point i think he wants but then it's like what does that have to do with ross i know i mean at that point you know it's just because he doesn't like ross because ross doesn't kiss up to him and it's true he's just envious of him that's true and his coolness the coolness. <laughs> His amazingness. His prettiness. <laughs> then we cut into the um, the engagement party. Yes. And it everyone's talking, and, and then you get to the point where everyone has to sit down. And I was kind of figuring out, like, how did the sitting arra- seating arrangements Well, end? because I feel like every period piece that I see, the husband and wives never sit next to each other. Isn't it across from yeah. each other? Yeah. Like, remember in um, Pride and Prejudice? Prejudice. Yeah, and she's like, don't sit next to your wife. And it it seems like any other thing I've seen, they're never together. So it's like, are they supposed to just be 
being social with other people and they just figure, oh, you see each other all the time. You don't need to sit next to each other or I don't know. Yeah, but that is interesting. They yeah. ended up like at the far end of each other's table. Yeah. But Demelza got to sit next to Captain McNeil, mm-hmm. which was also in a sense, you know, kind of one of those like, oh, Captain McNeil, what is, who is this Captain McNeil? And he seems to be very interested in Demelza too. Yes. So there's two Two things happening where you're just Which, like, you know, mm. on the way into the party, how Demelza is saying, so are you only going to have eyes for your wife? Yes. And... He's like, yes, I will have only eyes for yeah. my wife. Wow, that doesn't last very long. It didn't. And it starts out with um, Caroline asking um, Ross about him getting into any, you know, dabble, just getting into any problems or anything. And so, or anything that's come up and, or any scrapes, I think that's what she said. Mm-hmm. And you can see Elizabeth's facial expression when she's talking to him. And then she her attention changes, <laughs> right, to someone else. And then Elizabeth's like, she's very she's very striking, isn't she? And so Ross doesn't really respond other than mm-hmm. that conversation that she begins with. A, man, a woman can... I somehow it gets to the point where she's like, a woman can love two men, can't she? And the other way around, too, pretty much. She's just completely decided she's going to start flirting with Ross mm-hmm. and pretty much put it out there that she does still care for him. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought, what in the world? Things are going so well between you and Francis. Yes. Like, he's Better. done a total 360. He's being nice to her. She seems to be happy. Things are going fine with Ross and Melza. And I think that's what she doesn't like. Is suddenly, because the last time she saw Demelza and it's... She could tell she's got something to offer. Maybe before she wasn't threatened by her because she's like, oh, she's just this poor little kitchen maid. Mm-hmm. And maybe she sees there's more to her than that. And now she feels like, sure, oh, competition. Totally. But yeah, then she starts putting these ideas into Ross's head. Did you think, did I think that you were dead or did I really love Francis more? That was what she said to him. That's right. And then soon did I realize that I made a mistake. That's what she said that led to that <sighs> moment. Where we were all like, what is going on mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. And then Demelza's like, something's up. You can always tell. Yep. Because obviously Ross's facial expression. Uh, I get so, so irritated at that point. Irritated. And then And then you see how Demelza, this is the, the cute scene where Demelza also knows how to, like even though for a scullery kitchen maid, like she knows how to compose herself around people of higher class. Right. Right, because Captain McNeil, they're talking about the whole, like, the people that they're catching at the cove. And so, and she's like, you don't think me to be one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. And just kind of, and then Captain McNeil's, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I like that. Not. I like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do, do your Irish accent with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have an Irish accent. I don't think to I work on do. that for the next one that Captain I McNeil's I do have to work on that. That's a tough one. But <laughs> do you love that the party gets to Uncle, like, wait, no, so... They cut to that scene where Ross is obviously left thinking, right? Because then he's outside. Yes. And then you hear the squall between Caroline and Unwin. Yes. And then he's like, you infuriating woman. And he runs off. Basically <laughs> runs away. He runs away. You think he's going to come back and then it turns out he didn't come back. <laughs> yes. And my favorite part was like, Ray's, Uncle Ray's like, and so here we have my Caroline and... Unwin, where are you? Oh dear, I saw him heading for the stables. <laughs> I think I may have upset him. Shall we dance? And the dancing commences. <laughs> like, let's just turn this into a dance party. Her composure's good. She's That's really That's exactly good. what she wanted. So. Yes. But I would have to, my hat's off to her for being like, 
oh dear, he <laughs> looked upset, but let's <laughs> party, right? right? <laughs> I thought that was That was funny. pretty awesome. <laughs> oh gosh. That was good. So in the meantime, we kind of, I think we forgot to mention how Aunt Agatha was yes. sick. Right. Supposedly. And so she was saying, no one can better do the job to help me get better than Verity. So Verity, Verity comes back to help her. I think she's probably just taking care of her during that party too. Probably. And what was nice was when she came back, Francis was welcoming. Yes. And was very nice. And um, and later on, she's realizing Agatha's fine. She doesn't have a sore throat. She's not coughing. But it's because she wanted Verity back. Attention. She misses her. She does. Yeah. And that's sad. I kind of feel bad for Agatha. I mean, she's a great character, though. Yeah. Because she's in there adding some drama to this. Because she's, you know, what is she doing? She's always taunting George. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, any moment she can, <laughs> she's, like, taunting him. And later we can see when he leaves the house. Do you remember that? And she, like, makes him <laughs> kiss her hand. Wait, but did he kiss her hand? He did. No. I thought he did. No. You didn't see it? No. He grabs her hand, and his thumb is on top of her hand. And yeah. he kisses his thumb. Not because he didn't want to touch her oh, hand. Can I gotta do yep. rewatch of that? I didn't even notice because I thought, wow, he really did. No, I, mean, I gotta watch because he's again. like, you know, he can't stand her. Yeah, and so I, I, I noticed that because I'm just like, ooh, he would do it out of formality. Yeah, but he's not gonna touch your skin. Oh, isn't that funny? I didn't even notice that. Go Good back observation. Watch Go watch that. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh, so. Goodness. So yeah, so that's happening, and so basically, what do we got? What happens after? Well, George, well when George tries talking to, to to Francis at the dinner party. Yeah, and Francis like blows him off. Mm-hmm. You don't like and him. And that's where Ross also comes by, and this is post punching war. Right, and Francis is like, "This is going to be awkward considering your last meeting," and and then they do end up talking a little bit. But what I love was how what did he say something about his confidence, Ross's confidence. I wish I had your confidence. And Ross is like, oh, George, must you be envious even of that? And he just walks <laughs> off. Like, that was pretty good. He does the head thing, remember? George yes. did the head. He puts his chin up. Yes. He's like, oh, he, he got that. me again. I can't stand that, Ross. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, George is going to go on a hunt for that promissory note because now he's really mad. The promissory note... About so, what was that exactly? Because I had to look up even what a promissory note was. It was the loan that they were they got for their. I don't know if it was for the for the um, mining. Okay. And it had like an interest in it, and I think um, whoever had ownership of it, excuse me, whoever had ownership of it, would collect that money. Okay. I think that's okay. what it was. We could look again. I, kinda, I, I just kind of figured, okay, this is something bad that he shouldn't have. Yes, and he eventually and gets it. he eventually gets it from his yep. drug-taking uncle, apparently. But then he dread like, I don't understand how, well, no, I do understand, because George is still, he really has a thing for Elizabeth. Yeah. Because his uncle's basically like, why don't you just, like, kick him out? And he's saying, I'm not going to make Elizabeth pay for his debts or his dumb decisions. So he does really care about her. So you have to give him that much. He actually does like her. Mm-hmm. He's not just trying to get back at George and get his girl or something for fun. No, he really does. And then we cut to Captain McNeil coming to visit Nampara, right? Right. And Ross isn't there, so he, he kind of... 
I think he does suspect at this point something. Because remember at the beginning when the, that first episode where Captain McNeil came in and mm-hmm. um, like he was he knew like remember Ross was doing like he was involved with that whole beach thing. Yes, that he was coming around to kind of ask questions to see yes. what was going on. So Captain McNeil is just kind of coming to see what. Well, it's like he's kind of lingering. He was watching what was going on down by the mine, and then that one guy that Ross punched yes. because he was thinking he's up to something because mm-hmm. the other guys were saying stuff to him, and then he talked back to Ross, and Ross punched him. Mm-hmm. So then, and he, the captain was kind of insinuating Ross did it. He didn't know for sure because the guy right. didn't tell him, but then that's when he goes to Demelza and saying, like, I feel bad for whoever's wife that is. So right. he's... He must have a temper. Mm-hmm. He has a temper. I hear the Irish coming out. No, I don't think it I was hear that it. good. It was not that good. <laughs> you can do at it. All. <laughs> and then they so he he leaves there obviously obviously getting information, mm-hmm. you know, like, huh. Like he can I think he kind of sent something from Demelza. Yep. Even though Demelza did a really good job at like playing it cool. She tried. She tried, but I feel like you think he got a vibe. Yep. There. Especially once he made that comment and she just kind of looked at him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, oh boy. And then I feel like Caroline's stalking Annis. Yeah, all of a sudden she reappears again while he's helping some people. <laughs> the market. Yes. Yeah. With his fishing folk. And she pretty much just says... Do you really not like me that much? I mean, why don't you like me? Mm-hmm. And then he, he just basically blurts out that he does like her in a very right kind of subtle way. Yeah. If if what you mean is thinking of every what was it like not sparkle in your hair, but like light in your hair and thinking of the way you turn your neck and then yeah. and then then yeah, I don't then I dislike you. Yeah. And I think she was like, uh, I'll be in the woods tomorrow. Meet me there. <laughs> Do you like riding horses? Yeah. She may as well have said, do you like cheese? <laughs> I like grapes. <laughs> Just like, and she's off. So that's where, even though she's trained to be an heiress, she still doesn't know how to talk to men. So we learned about that. Which is funny because she acts so cocky and confident about it. But then you see, no, she's not really that confident. Not in the matters of love. Right. She's trained to be an heiress. (laughs) They don't learn about that stuff. They just marry for money, right? (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. So, that happens. And then George comes around Mm -hmm. to Chun with. So, he's got the promissory note, and he's going to use that to get to Elizabeth. Right. Kind of blackmailing her, basically. Yep. Because now she knows about it. And he's like, well, what can I do? And he just wants to be back friends with her. But don't you think that maybe he knows that she has a lot of pull with Ross and Francis. Probably. But it's also a way to guarantee that she's going to get on his good side. True. So then so then she's like, okay, I'll see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And then tries to tell George, like, you really should just try to settle things between you two. He owns everything we have. And, and it's funny because George says, well, I think I'll have to go pay him a visit. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, maybe he is going to try and be nice and, like, settle things. Nope. No, he's like, don't you be coming around my place no more. Yeah. Like, peace out. I bust you up. That's right. I will cut you, food. I will cut you. Don't come to my house. Don't talk to my woman. Yep, exactly. Get away from my woman. And then he's out, and George is just like, uh. Put his head back up. His chin back up. Darn. It didn't work. Nope. And then it comes to another scene, 
of Demelza bathing Ross. <laughs> so it did women bathe their husbands back then? Well, if you were married to Ross, you probably would. Probably. In a horse craft. So. <laughs> well, Hans is probably going to listen to this one. I don't know. <laughs> no, I won't bathe you, Hans. He's going to be like, yeah, but Demelza did it to Ross. That's terrible. Well, so it's funny because... I'm not sure back then. Yeah. <laughs> So they're talking about Frances, and it's cute how Demelza says she admires Frances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she tells Ross, he's a good man, you know, he has things that you lack. <laughs> and then she basically says, if you put both of you together, you make a really good complete man. complete man. <laughs> so it's not funny, it's like, hmm. She has a point, though. It's true. Well, now that Francis is back to being, like, a nice guy in her world, then, yeah, you can see that now. The good quality is coming out. Because Francis is the responsible, safe one. He's right. not impulsive. Right. Ross, impulsive. Mm-hmm. Like, reckless. Yep. Right? <laughs> We're going to fix things right now. Yes. No matter the cost. Yeah. And Doesn't think things through. I don't know. They're both stubborn, though, because remember the whole True. priority thing? Well, they are related, so they're going to have some similarities. Yes. Yeah. But But yeah, that was pretty good. It was interesting to see how they would make a good, like, a complete man. Well, we can see how that works, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we see... Oh, go ahead. Oh, so is this where uh, Caroline and George meet in the woods coming up? They they did meet in the woods already. Yeah, did they? Because they both like to go ride in the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. They happened to meet each other there at 8 o'clock. And so she confessed... (sighs) That she was trained to be an heiress. Right. Just like he was training to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then sparks fly. They do, right? <laughs> and then she basically gives him hope. Because yes. I will come of age in December. Mm-hmm. So that means I will be ready to marry. So she to had to leave decision. now, but she will be coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So all that went on. And then in the meantime, Francis is going to go and find some copper. <laughs> Yep. And he was digging and digging, and he did find some, actually. Like, he went back and showed Demelza. Yeah, that was a sweet conversation. That was super sweet, because mm-hmm. she basically was saying, I don't know how I can compare to Elizabeth, and he reassures her of her value and not to compare herself to her, and mm-hmm. that was really, really sweet. And then he admits about what he did in the past, about the names, right? that he took all the names to George, even though they already knew, and he's like, I suspect you already know, but I just want to get it out. So that I can, he said, like, so that we can really patch things over, I have to have that off my chest. And Which I think that's very good of him. It mm-hmm. shows a really sincere. He's not hiding anything anymore. Right. And it was very sweet how he sits down to talk to Demelza about the whole Elizabeth. I mean, you know, Elizabeth mm-hmm. is his wife. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And he didn't get upset about it either when she's like, I pretty, you know, I feel like he still has feelings for her. He could have started letting that upset him again, but he mm-hmm. didn't. Right. So that shows he's matured a little bit about it. Yeah. And he basically tells her that you have one fault that you don't think, you don't think enough of yourself. Mm-hmm. And basically told her, stop thinking that this family has done you a favor. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah. you know, she, she came into the Poldark family with all its you know rules and regulations and traditions and she just right coasted right through that transition of being a pole dark so he admires her for that yeah because he's seen that so yeah it kind of goes from that and then he heads back to the mine and just things don't go well for francis at that time and it's the scene where i had to fast forward through it 
because you know he drowns and that's that and you kind of feel i hate it when shows just gonna say when they start having all these nice moments with the character and you feel like oh it's like this just is so nice and it's like he was resolving everything with everyone not because he knew something was going to happen but then that's just what happened and it was just like are you kidding me so yeah that was you know unfortunately he didn't know how to swim and, and they probably, didn't know how to do CPR back no, then. Yeah. Because so. it didn't seem like he was in there that long. No. But, of course, I fast-forwarded through a lot, so it was really short. But, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> he was in there for about five seconds. I couldn't see that part. Yeah. No. Amazing. Well, because I've seen it before, so for those who haven't seen it, I mean, obviously, you kind of have to sit through it and see what's going to happen. But you probably have seen this if you're listening. So if you watch it again, you can just fast-forward, and you don't have to go through that horrible part. It's so very, it's it's a little it's pretty sad. Yes. And yes. then they cut to the the scene carrying the coffin, everybody mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much it ends with Ross, you know, comforting Elizabeth, and she's in his arms, and you see Demelza looking at them, and she does look a little bit worried, like, okay, great, now she's not married. What's to stop him now if he wanted to? I mean, his marriage should stop him, but. That doesn't always mean it's going to. That's right. She's any reassurance she got is probably losing it now. So poor Demelza. It just means a change of things for everybody. Yeah. Even though it feels like, um, you know, that's the end of that, and uh, it, it feels like though that's the end of that. It still means like, um, it's going to open up a whole new can of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For. The pull darks. More drama. More drama to come. Mm-hmm. The episodes where I start not liking Ross. His coolness factor goes away. Oh, I know. I hate to say it. He redeems himself later, but you know. There is a moment. So oh. stay tuned because you will begin to hate Ross. Yes, and you can listen <laughs> to us complain about him. You can complain about him to yourselves too. Big old dummy. And then Elizabeth, the uh, helpless woman. It doesn't have any like boundaries. I know there's some people that like Elizabeth. I, for one, just don't. So, you could not like me for saying it, but I am no. going to voice my opinion on that. I don't like her. No, that's okay. You can say that. You can say it's it totally well. okay. She's not a pleasant person to like, but she played her role very well. She did play her role very well. She played her role yes. very She's well. She's probably nice in person. She probably In is. real life. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up that episode episode five season two and then it's going to get a little bit more dramatic and mm-hmm. tensions will build up and we don't know what's going to happen for the pole darks you can watch it ahead of time and we won't give it away until you so watch give it first it so that we don't give it away no don't give it away we don't want to give it away but watch it and join join us for the next few episodes where we become very upset <laughs> <laughs> can't wait yeah so and we're gonna our music is yes the music is so interesting isn't it because yes. it is inspired by the original <laughs> uh score was originally by uh ann dudley and it was rearranged by dan kale thanks with for that we'll let you listen to it again yeah thanks for joining us peace out yeah peace out into the universe <laughs> into space